0: plus hey Brittany Pierre Sean
1: Salisbury boy do we have a lot to talk about today there's never a dull moment in the SEC how the
2: hell are you partner? I'm good. I would I wish I was an eight you know what are they eight figure code what does that is that right ten million plus is like eight figures right and, and yeah. when it comes to millions yeah. um that first of all how sensitive it doesn't, I don't give a shit whose side you sit on because it isn't just those two it's a whole right. bunch of them but Talk about telling your players, don't, don't listen to the shit anybody says about you. Stay tough. Don't respond. It, it, in adversity, just ignore all the the outliers and all the noise. And these fucking guys react to every single – and I love them both. Don't misunderstand me. I, right. I think they're both – they have produced great players. Nick's the best college coach of all time. And Nick's dumb like a fox. Right. He's doing this shit, and we'll get into it, but he is, listen, he's out in front of it on purpose. He's the most powerful guy yep. in college football. He knows by doing this, just like when they were playing fast offenses, yep. hey, you got to let me substitute all the things. Nick knows that 10 years from now, he doesn't want that damn gap to close, or five years from now. So he's putting it out there to make sure he still keeps the distance, because yep. Alabama alum, no offense, there's a, a great alumni, but I'm talking about the, the pool is an ocean for places like Texas oh, yeah. and USC oh, yeah. in, in the name, yeah. image, and likeness. Yeah, yeah. But I love it. Hey, right. don't respond to guys who are critical of you. And these two are fighting back and forth at Ballet, and they're former buddies. I right? know. They used to coach.
1: <laughs> uh, let me let me set the table. For, uh, I'm sure everyone knows, but I'm going to set the table. All right. So last night, <laughs> these are the comments from Nick Saban. Quote, I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. <laughs> A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name image likeness. We didn't buy one player, all right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. Then today, all right, Jimbo Fisher said this at a press conference, quote, some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his deal. You may find out a lot of things you don't want to know. We build him up to be the Tsar of football, the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. It's despicable. And he added, it's despicable that a reputable head coach can come out and say this when he doesn't get his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous when he's not on top. And those were just some of the comments from Fisher. I mean,
2: we
1: he went on and on. It was pretty amazing to listen to him today.
2: You know what's interesting, too, Grant, and, and as a guy who was like a pupil to, you know, Jimbo was one of Nick's guys. I know this because I've talked to Nick Saban assistants. He's tough on their ass, and that's no – but when, when I hear that from Jimbo, and I'm, I'm like I said, hell, the, I, I actually – for us, it's great fodder. We get two of the best coaches on the planet, highest yeah. paid coaches, guys who get it, volleying back and forth. Hell, it's college football season three months from now. We're already getting the best of the best now. Are you kidding me? Hell, right. it's, it's pushing on June, the dog days of baseball. We got NFL. Hell yes, I love this. But, and he all, you know, talking about assistance and talked to him. We now, now Nick crossed it yesterday when he said they bought them all. He put yes. a, an umbrella over it all and said, I'm sure with name, image, and like it appears to me that they spent a lot of money on players. He could have, but he put the old umbrella over all of it, right? The blanket yep. statement. Well, then Jimbo fires back. See now it's no longer gamesmanship, it's now personal. Yes. They went from the things that we always say, I can criticize you Grant that I think it was a sh- that I disagree with you on on, on a, a player or the way they played, but I ain't talking about your personal life, about a kid or you know what I'm saying, just don't do it. And now they've done what they would tell their players not to do. They're taking they're, they're low blowing, taking cheap shots at each other, which yep. now you got to go in front of your kids. And I know the kids will say, Yeah, that's my coach Jimbo, because he also made the comments. He's going after kids, 17-year-old mm-hmm. kids is how Jimbo phrased it for Nick. And Nick putting it on the kids and doing it all. But they're both, listen, both of their staffs and their I mean their players are going to rally around them. We know that they should sure. be doing that anyway. But what it's what it is that now we're getting to the point. What Jimbo did in response to that, and I understand. I, I don't like the rabbit ears of both of them. I think it's kind of pussified, but I do mm-hmm. like the battle. I like somebody who punches back. But mm-hmm. you're going to preach to your team and stuff. Hey, don't get don't don't, don't get rabbit eared. And yet now these two guys that were friends and all that. and We know how hard Saban is on coaches, but now we've gone from hey, look deep into his past and look yep. at that and look at them. Basically, without saying the word cheating, he was insinuating, even though name, image, and likeness. The rules say pay whatever the fuck you want to pay. Yeah. The rules are in place, so no matter which side you're on, the truth of the matter both, is I both want to defend their programs, and I get it, and Nick's genius like this. Why? Mm-hmm. He's out in front of it. You heard him say, I don't know if we can keep up. He's speaking to his alumni. Yep. He's also speaking, saying, I want to make sure that advantage doesn't get closed because I, I got it in recruiting because I'm the best recruiter in the world when it doesn't – I got Alabama. I don't have to offer money yet, even though we know it's – anybody who says they've never given a hand to Cheated some way, given a hat. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, everybody we've run into, even whether they know it or not, has probably broken NC2A rule. But this has now become personal, and it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop because now well, pressure raises for Jimbo as well. Why? Yeah, you better fucking all win. That, yep. That's right. And I put that on Twitter, and I said it on my show this morning, that while all this is fine and dandy, now what happens is the pressure on you because rich, rich men and millionaires, they don't like giving away money if it doesn't work. That's right. They won't return on their investment. That's so right. Now, even though you're making 30 whatever Jimbo's making, right? now they're looking and saying, okay, you've won name. If you win name image and likeness and you're a power five team, you sure as shit better yeah. win Saturdays. And I'm talking to everybody involved. Nick's already got that trump card because he's won on Saturdays. He's trying to keep that advantage with name image and likeness. We do need to fix it some, but I'm all for the kids, but they, there's a slippery slope. Great for the kid, bad for college football, Right. So this is a battle that ain't going away. And it seems to me like from a distance, a friendship's ruined. And if they were just doing this for hot take made for TV, it worked. But I th- this is deeper. You could see the emotion in Jimbo responding. He called a press conference just to to, to go after Saban, not to in general. So uh, when it becomes personal, Grant, the digging starts. Now the question is, are you afraid of either one of these coaches? You're immediately, you're like, I ain't, get, I ain't digging onto this because I'll never be welcome back in the building because they'll hold grudges. Yeah. it's a battle royal, man. And I'll take one thing: A fucking game
1: in October in Tuscaloosa.
2: That's going to be the to- that's going to be the toughest ticket
1: of the year to get in college football. And you got to remember, A and M beat Alabama, all right, at College Station last year. Yeah. Now it's in Tuscaloosa, and then on top of this, can you imagine the build up that week for that game? Oh it's already God. started. It's it's fucking May, and it's already started.
2: Yeah, I guess where college game day is going to be, and we haven't even scheduled that one yet. Okay, <laughs> we already know that, right? It's right. going to be a friggin' monster. And we're gonna do everything we can to get the fodder leading into it. And yep. listen, one thing we know about now Jimbo is an emotional cat, right? He responds, yep. and I and I yep. I love him for it. The other side, we know this. Nick he's been accused of being a whiner, and, and but he also listen, he doesn't give a shit if you call him a whiner. He's doing this. Nick knows exactly what he's doing, and he always has. So, but with this, getting out in front of it. I can tell you one thing. You know what that button he's got in his office where the old doors open and close behind you? If you don't think he's work planning his work and working his plan how to go next, you're out of your fucking mind because he ain't Jimbo ain't getting the last word in at no. least in, in Nick's mind, right? Yeah, it's uh, I hate the fact that it gets personal. I know everybody loves it. I do because I don't think it's good for anybody when you start crossing those lines right. and you know what's next. We're going to start talking about marriages and stuff. Yeah. You don't want to do that. But I do like the gamesmanship of, oh, really? Yeah. Jimbo's been called out. Okay. Jimbo called him out and said we're doing it the right way. And the name, image, and likeness in defense of Jimbo is in place, and you're allowed to do it.
1: Yes. All right, I yeah. want to ask you right here. I'm going to ask you right now, May 19th. In October at Tuscaloosa, when that final gun goes off and the game is over, do you think those coaches are going to walk towards each other or are they going right into their respective locker rooms?
2: If they walk towards each other, and now, depending on what goes, and I'm not trying to say depending, if you said, if it was the way I feel today about it now, they wouldn't say anything. And if they did, it'd be, a, it'd be, a, it'd be harsh words to each other and each other. If they did come up, they'd make sure that the other guy knew, basically, fuck you, right? right? That's right. how it would be. But they're both <laughs> camera conscious. Right. They know, right? They, they, they know that. Oh, but if it if to, if tomorrow was the game, they you they, they wouldn't, and if you tried to make them take shake a hand, it wouldn't happen, or it'd be one the winning coach players
1: will players. go out to the midfield, and the oh, winning coach will in.
2: Oh right. well, yes, he will. And right. as much as I like Texas A and M, what they've done, the better quarterback right now resides oh. in Tuscaloosa. With young, so you'd have to oh, say yeah. advantage Alabama. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Bryce I would young? imagine, yeah. and, and you know what? Don't think even if the game's late. I mean, like it's, it's like, it's a four hour game. Guess what the ch- the, the, the TV crew ain't doing cutting away from the handshake. Oh uh, no. Primetime TV. You're going to have to wait. Okay. We're waiting to see what those two cats do. Um, and depending on what happens between now and then grant, if there's bigger buildup, Oh, you can bet your sweet ass that those two, it's, it's not going to be pleasantries that I'll see at Thanksgiving. It's, it's going to be, it's, and they're going to recruit against each other and, this guy and this guy, here's how we do it. We do it right. No, we do it right. Uh, it's, they, and they're both dumb like foxes. They get okay. it. They understand. All
1: right, you played in a completely different era yep. as a college athlete at USC. So in the last couple of years, things have changed. Let's talk about name image likeness. I'm going to put you in charge of college sports. You uh-huh. can – can, whatever Sean Salisbury says goes. Do you like that? Would you do something different? Tell me about the big picture without spending five hours. What would you do? Do you like this? Do you like the way it is
2: right now, Sean? No, 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 no. I like the guys are getting paid. I think we're headed. I think we started with, we have the right idea, but the idea is out of control. It got off the tracks, right? It went from, okay, we're going. And we hit the bullet train, man. We went from nothing to 160 miles an hour in seconds with name, image, and likeness. It's out of control because what we're doing now, look how they had to change the scholarships overnight. Yeah. That it used to be, you can only get twenty-five a year. Now, because the transfer portal, if you only have fifty, because twenty guys transfer, you can offer thirty-five scholarships, just like back in the day when USC go recruit the top six running backs and get four of them. Right, <laughs> eighty-five scholarship limit, but you right. can, if you got forty available to get the eighty-five, recruit them all. And I assure you, some will. And now some will say, "Well, we may not want to take a transfer." Why, Grant? Because in the next recruiting class, we're just going to grab three more. Five stars. You get what I'm saying. So it yep. could actually have a reverse effect with the scholarship. But I, I, would grant. I would. I don't know what the full regulations are, though. And Dan Patrick and I discussed this. We, we probably need a union, a salary cap on name, image, and likeness. But there has to be some kind of. We got to. We got to put a wall up so the snowball doesn't kill college football. Because the, the the good teams already have an advantage. What's it going to be like when the top ten teams who got money. We we we, the 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 other hundred and ten we got no shot, and we're going to form a power five. That's NC two A is going away eventually. Yeah, if
1: we went back and had with a transfer portal where the athlete had to sit out a year,
2: like I had to when I if 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 I was going to transfer back when I played, I didn't. I understand. Had to sit out a year. I understand.
1: Do we need to go back to that? Would that help some way?
2: I think we've got to cut off at the point in time, Grant. If we've already we've awarded the kids now, okay, we recognize you do a lot and deserve to get paid some way. I'm not sure I like the schools being able. And I don't know how you do it. The schools right. where they get to control name, image, and likeness. I'd like it to be where the the inside house, and it's it's probably impossible to do where these the, the, these companies that are offering name, image, and likeness that they're offering it away from the program knowing about it. And some programs will tell you they don't know. And that's bullshit as we all know. Right. Right. Because players are going to drive new cars and they're going to let you know. Sure. Um, but Grant, I would probably, I would like to get to the point where we we can't, The the, the idea is right, but we have to have some kind of control because with the transfer portal, I think that we've got to do something where we finally say, okay, the class of 2026, whatever it is, right? Like we do everything else. We, we got the four. Now we're going to eventually go, we're going to expand at some point. The class of 2026 is the last free transfer we get. So kids get to prepare for it. Right. And if you have one, you can't have a second one unless it's a, an injury or a hardship, but I, I would do that. We can't for the next 30 years, it's become free agency in professional sports. So if that's the case, then we're going to have to put a, a salary cap. What Are we going to get to the point where, Grant, you and I are coaching in at Alabama or at Southern Cal, and we want to – well, this five-star's not that good. Let's call up Florida State, yeah. who's missing a right tackle, and say, you want to trade? Right. Are we getting to the legal part where we can – if we're going to pay you, then I could, or do I get to the point where we try to get back when we offered a scholarship, it was four years, not one, where I can look at – and I know they do it already. Guys will, after a year, say, no, no, no. We're taking you off scholarship where you could look and say, like a roster. Nah, buddy. You're not living up to the thing. I'll either trade you or you're done. You're done. You want to pay? I don't know, but we've got to eventually, we can't forever let one and done. You can't come and transfer the portal till 2070, right? With name image and likeness, name image and likeness. So if you give something, you got to give up something. I don't know what the answer is, but I know this. The idea is right, but We are. It is is out of control, and it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse before it gets better because of the money. And then we're going to hit a ceiling, and it'll even out.
1: All right. You went to a top-notch powerhouse football program, and you ended up playing in college with guys that are now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Right. So I want to ask you, there are some players that do go to class and want an education. All right? They do exist. (laughs) Yep. Okay? You're one of them. You're actually in back in school right now. And, I mean, I, I just now give you all my the my
2: master's from that, Texas A&M, right? How about that? There you go, right.
1: How about that? So my, my question is, out of – let's say out of the top 60 players on a college football team, when you were at USC, did every player that walked onto that field for the first day of practice, did they all feel that they were going to be playing pro football? Or – are there players that know when they go to college that this is it, that they're not going to be good enough to go to the next level? And, I mean, I always go – call me old-fashioned, but the last time I checked, colleges and universities still are about getting an education like you did and so many others. So do we just throw that out the window, Sean? Because I don't like that.
2: It's, it's going to be – I'm just – as we're going through it now, when parents are sitting in coaches' living rooms, I'm not saying everybody, but the great majority of them, the act, people are now, well, wherever you go, you'll get which, whatever you put in, you'll get out of it. Right. The questions are being asked is, am I playing on national TV? Am I going to be playing in the NFL? Can am I going to start right away? And can I you know, win a Heisman Trophy? And wh- what's my name, image and likeness? They're, they're not for the most part, they're not bringing up. OK, do I have a counselor and a, and a tutor my freshman year? Now, that may come. It's like, what traits do you want in a quarterback? Arm strength is seven. I want accuracy. All now, name, image, and likeness. Two years ago, a year and a half ago, wouldn't be brought up. Now, one of the questions I've talked to a couple coaches that name, image, and likeness is being brought up in the conversation of what can you offer me? And so, yes, and you're right, Grant. We we, it's not really now not for all, but student athlete is a complete miss. It's it's full of shit the, the way we label it now because it's athlete student for the most part, and yet. The crazy thing about it is go across the top, all the division one schools in the country. um, The percentage of guys that are going to play on Sunday is slim. Very slim. Of course. That's that's why I'm asking you're in it. You're going to be out of it. So here's part of mine. You're going to get a bunch of five-star recruits that get paid a couple, a quarter of a million bucks or a million bucks. They come out of high school and go to one of these power schools. He's going to get beat out by a three-star. The guy who gave him name image and likeness a businessman is going to be pissed. Because he wants to know if he's getting return on his investment. Right. That guy's never going to start, or he, you know, he's going to just kind of flounder around and transfer once, and then you know be out there and not not play, and then he's going to he's never make an NFL team. And when he thought he was going to make an NFL team, so he's going to make more money from name, image, and likeness. Some of these guys, and they'll ever sniff in the NFL because some are never going to get a shot. Now, correct. The best of the best are. So Grant, when I walked on the field at SC, or when I was getting recruited, I knew I was going to be a pro. Yet, yeah, I mean, that's what you tell yourself. It's SC. I understand. And then the first day of practice, when you see him run around, you say, "I got to find out just Chip Banks and Browner and, and and Marcus Allen and Bruce Matthews." You're like, "Okay, I know I'm a good player, but shit, these you know the hardest practice thing. Spring practice was like, uh, Saturdays are going to be a lot easier than this. That's what you thought. When I mean, and I'm sure it goes on at Alabama now too. But yes, most of the guys I know. Now, there was – I have some great teammates who went in there were hellified football players, but class was a priority, whether one of my right. buddies who was our starting middle linebacker as a freshman, veterinarian. He's a vet to this day, and, he, and while he was a fun-loving, beer-drinking, he never missed studying, and he never missed class, and he knew it. Yet, and he hurt his neck, so he didn't get a chance to play in the NFL, but he started at Southern Cal at middle linebacker as a freshman. Wow. So you know, but he he knew what he knew that if it it was going to end, the the smart ones want to play it and believe they can because SC recruited them. Sure. But they also know some after two years are like, "Oof, I may not see the field." And then some are, "I'm seeing the field, I'm going to play." But how long is it going to last? And then Marcus Allen's there, and he's going to play forever and be the best of the best, right? So I I think most guys that get recruited by those type of schools either dream it or when they walk on there, they say, "I know I'm going to play it." So. Get the money while you can if they're going to let the rule be name, image, and likeness. But, Grant, think about where it's headed. And it will get to the point where we keep offering, and then they'll start to see return on investment. I mean, are you going to buy a phone because a 17-year-old's endorsing it? Probably not, right? I'm not. the 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 bottom line is that the return is put a ring on the finger, and if the rings don't happen, then the coach gets fired because they ain't going to keep giving money. And the president and the AD are saying, I'm getting a lot of complaints from our top 10 alumni. We either got to win. We spent 40 million bucks on the last two classes, whatever it is. I'm talking about any school. school. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Most guys go thinking, yes, I'm a pro, but the smart ones think, yes, I'm going to the pros, but I ain't leaving here without that piece of paper. Yeah. Because I know that I can't play long. Even if I do, I'm going to be in my 30s. Yeah. If you're lucky. So most do, but. You know, the guy who gets recruited by a mid-level school may not. He may just say it's a means to an end. I'm here on a free scholarship. I know what I want to do. I'm going to milk every ounce of great football, and if I play, great. But when you get recruited by Alabama, you're going there for academics, I'm sure. But you know you got to – you think that when you go there, you're going to be starting and playing in in a big game and national championship and being an NFL Sunday player.
1: Yeah, it's a little different than being recruited to go to Stanford. I understand. All right, let's talk NBA. Are we going to see any good games in the West? I mean, this is unfucking believable to me. I mean, the Phoenix series against Dallas went seven games, but there were no good games. We saw what happened last night. I mean, it was no contest. Uh, I do believe Dallas will play a lot better in game two, but I didn't I didn't think they were gonna win this series. I did think it would go six games, and I'm I'm not discounting that. I mean, Dallas looked really bad in games one and two against Phoenix, but you know, in the East. We had a lopsided game one when the fourth quarter started. I think it could be different tonight because Al Horford is going to play and Marcus Smart is going to play. So you know, you just yeah, I, 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 it just blows my mind that people that break down these games and want to gloss over the fact that my that uh, Boston was without two starters. You know, like yeah, but well, uh, yeah, this and, game, and, this game tonight should be really close, and I think Boston's going to win the game tonight. But I, I would, if if this game's a blowout tonight, Sean, I'm going to be like Jesus, really?
2: Yeah. It sure as hell ain't the Stanley Cup playoffs, is it? Where oh seven boy! Games. I mean, yeah. You want competitive shit? It's the best. That, that's the place. It's the best. I think. It's, I still think it's the best postseason in all. It of is. Before. It's the best. That's just me, but I know you're a hockey fan, and so yeah, I, love I'll, it. I'll take the Stanley Cup playoffs over any postseason oh, in a heartbeat, all day, every day,
1: in a heartbeat.
2: Right? And Grant, you're an expert in the NBA stuff, and, and your passion, and you know it. Well, you had said, "Don't count out Dallas against the Suns." Right? Was it Dallas? Right. Yeah. Dallas yep. against the Suns. And we talked about the Boston-Milwaukee series, Mm -hmm. and you legitimately gave them both, and both of them moved on. And I had the Suns, and I thought Boston could take care of their business. I mean, I thought Milwaukee could take care of their business on the road, and I sure as hell didn't expect either one of them to urinate down their leg. And they're, you know, one on the road and one at home, and the Suns, I mean, it was embarrassing, right? But you make a hell of a point (laughs) – and we do. It's like I don't want to hear Boston make the excuse if you weren't without if you if you didn't have Marcus Smart and Horford at oh, all, who care? It w- wouldn't have mattered. Well, of course it would have mattered. Yeah, two Boston, starters, a great defensive player, and Horford's out of his. I mean, you, you, Horford's. no he Horford's really good when he plays in Boston. He's he's a pretty good player there, right? And and you got stars, and Tatum will do his. But Jimmy Butler's been as good as anybody in the postseason. This whole it's time. been amazing. He has, and he's a dog, man. If yep. he is on you on both ends of the floor and he yep. demands elevation from his teammates, but yeah, it's been. Now it's fun to watch great players do their thing. Like Luca does on, on, on his thing and watching what Jimmy's doing, but I and Steph and the rest of them, but it is pedestrian. I don't think there's a great team. I don't. There isn't a good team. I don't. When I look at gold State, I say good team, but it's not a team. I say if, if they stub their toe or one guy gets hurt, they're beatable. I mean, right. no, Dallas is beatable and they're sure. really good. They got a star. But Boston's good. I mean, they're all good. Don't misunderstand yep. me. But I don't look at any of these teams and say, overwhelming. No. The Golden State Warriors are clear cut. No questions to ask no. the NBA champion. If I was picking a team right now, the Miami Heat are playing or dominating. Yep. The Miami Heat are the best team of the four right now, I, I think.
1: You know how you answer that question? It's very simple. Normally in the NBA, when you get to the conference finals, you already know what the finals are going to be. Yep. Okay. This year, when you get to the conference finals, you can go with any combination and you wouldn't bat an eye. If somebody told you it's going to be Dallas and Miami, you'd be like, okay, I could see that. Somebody said it's going to be Boston and Dallas. Yes. If they said Miami, Golden State. The, the reality is that these four teams, there's really not a lot that separates them. Personally, I would put Dallas fourth on the list among Great. these teams. But with that said, because they have Luka and we saw what he did in Game 7 on the road in Phoenix – it wouldn't shock me if Dallas ends up
2: Listen, beating Golden Grant, State. There's no, there's no sport more of the four major ones where one superstar controls the game more than, than any other sport. Even the quarterbacks, Correct. you can your quarterback, Josh Allen could be playing out of his friggin' mind. Yep. And then the other quarterback can too, and your defense can't get a stop and you lose. And you played well enough to beat, win a thousand games in a row until you ran into Mahomes in Kansas city in the NBA. Yeah, of course you need support, but if Luca goes and Jimmy hangs 41 on you, yep. you guess what? You you can win those games. <laughs> if Luca goes out and gives me a triple double and Steph shoots good but not great, Dallas will win the game. So you, you are exactly right. And the truth is, no matter what of those combos that you just pointed out, if when they get to the finals, it's a pick'em. Yep. You say and yep. If they both play good basketball, C and seven, and whoever's shooting the best and gets a couple stops is going to win because they all got that one guy, Butler mm-hmm. and Tatum, yep. and Steph and Luca. Then is it going to be Brunson, Clay? Yep. Is it going to be Jalen Brown? Is it going to you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who's the who's this? Who's Chris Middleton? I mean, we know who the names are, but who steps up and knocks down a few shots or yep. is it hero? Who's the guy? Because I know the four studs and. and then we'll go from there. But you're right. I, I, I wouldn't bet right now if I'm a gamble it for anything no. right now over who is going to win because I, I, they're all good. But I don't think we have a oh my gosh great team in the final four.
1: And the team that is the healthiest when the finals begin might be the team that I pick. So we'll wait after this Amen. round. Great call. All right. So I want to ask you. I want to talk a little NBA off the series, because we had the NBA draft lottery, you're in Houston. The Rockets, worst record in the league, they get the third pick. Do you feel that they would take, if Holmgren is available, knowing that they're still a couple of years away, and he might be the guy, but you look at his frame, Sean, the guy's seven feet, 190, 195. He's not going to be really able to help you for three years, right? But we could look back at this draft, and we could say he's the best player that was in the draft class of 2022. But you are going to have to wait. Put me in the mind of the Rockets, one of these teams that's not there yet, and they're not really close to being there. So what is their right. plan? This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com. H-E-L-P dot com slash grant.
0: 18 plus.
2: And we remember, and you watched Jalen Green, the second pick last year, yes. the last month of the season, play like a grown ass man and a friend. Yes, he player, did. And he got player of the month, right? So that's, they, they, they love that going into the offseason and young, and they got assets out the ass, right? Draft. It's like yep. them in Oklahoma City, they're yep. going to have like 47 picks in the next, till 2060, right? Yeah, it's only good if you take the right guys, though. Bingo, and they got, and they have the seventeenth pick, and sometimes the seventeenth pick turns into an all star, right? Yes. You, you never yeah. know, so maximize it, or do you do you take that in another asset and try to move it around? Listen, Rafael Stone, the GM, and they got their work cut out for them, but they got some good young players. And you're right, Grant. They're still, they're probably not even a play in type game next year, but two no. years from now, right. they, they should be not, by then. You would expect them to. So the draft here. Now, one thing, there's been one thought, uh, train of thought that, well, they got the third pick. Now you take the pressure off because somebody else can take the higher risk, which is Holmgren, obviously, right? <laughs> then right. you're like, okay, if it's not Jabari and it's not uh, uh, Bancaro, well, th- it's one of those three you think, because we think it's three men and there's a small gap, and then Ivy from Purdue and the Iowa, and Murray from right. Iowa start to jump into the fray, but somebody may fall in love with one of those two, but you think it's the three. So you're like, at three, I don't, I got two choices. I'm going to sit here, and one of those is going to fall in my lap, and I'm just going to take the guy who's left. Or I'm going to say, well, if it's the high risk, can I, do, do I trade down and get more that somebody comes up and craves Holmgren, right? So you're right. really sitting in a good position, but the best position is always to sit in the one hole, right? If you're Orlando, yeah. and then who's it? And answer your phone. Right. And, that, and every time it calls. and even if That's right. you want, You always answer it because you never right. know when somebody's going to get stupid, right? And offer and it, but I will tell you this real quick, Grant. With Holmgren, yeah, three years from now, we could be looking at a monster because yes. he is athletic. No question, he runs yep. the floor, he can put the ball yep. on the deck, he's a great rim protector. He's 190 yep. pounds. Which, if he was 220, we wouldn't have a conversation, even 220. No. It be would number be done, one, who the first, without number one. question. And we've kind of gone back to the big man. Think about the three finalists for MVP. The big man's rearing his head again, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the depth of the big man. Great but point. We've also changed the game. We've also changed the game a little bit. Now, Holmgren, when <laughs> Bob Lanier, I could go through a bunch of different eras. They said, dude, we'll see you in the second round. Because these big <laughs> fellas, Wes going again. Then you go to the next ones of, of you know, with Wilt, then Abdul, Jabbar, Lou Alcindor. Yeah. And then we get to... Hakeem, and and that group, and then Shaqs, and we start moving on, and they're still big and physical, and even a, a Rick Mahorns are going to beat your brains in, right? And now, though, we've got to the point where these dudes are popping out to the three and knocking them down, right? Exactly. So bringing that big fella who's a, a rim protector. You bring him out. So that'll be an advantage for home group, But eventually, you're going to have to get to the bucket and defend a guy who plays with his back to the basket in the low block. How are you going to deal with Jokic when he's throwing elbows into your throat and yep. kissing it off the glass? So, but the risk is the highest of the three, the reward is through the roof. Cause he's got the highest ceiling, but the safest seems like Bancaro, but the intriguing one is Jabari Smith because he can, Smith, three yeah. and D, he can do it all a big. So I, I the, the talk here is most people don't want home. And it's only for one reason, Grant one is, and then there's a half a reason. One is it just the, the optics say it's like the small quarterback. Don't touch him. But if you get him and he's lights out, you say, Oh gosh, what, what a great choice. And the other part is people still frown on the Gonzaga thing. They still schedule all year long. And then when they run into somebody who's playing a monster schedule, they disappear yep. a little bit. He wasn't the number one guy. Timmy was. I, I like the kid. I wish he was 230 because it'd be a no-brainer. But that frame, Grant, you're right. It, it is questionable. <laughs> but if you get him and he hits, oh boy. Is, and the skill set is through the roof. I know. It's really through the, the roof. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey, so we talk, about, we talk about draft picks. Here's an interesting Stat for you. The four teams that are currently still alive in the NBA Boston, Miami, Dallas, and Golden State. There's not a first or second pick from previous drafts on any of their rosters. So, you know, we always think about the first overall pick, the second. Yeah, it's great if LeBron James is in the draft. It's great if, you know, Tim Duncan's coming out of Wake Forest and, you know, wow, okay, he's going to change your team overnight. Those drafts don't happen very often. And there are so many mistakes. So many mistakes that are made at the top of the draft. I was talking about this on a show that I do on uh, a listen app yesterday. I went back to the De'Aaron Fox draft. So Boston made the trade with Philadelphia. Okay. (laughs) Philadelphia takes Markel Fultz at number one. The Lakers take Lonzo Ball at two. Jason Tatum ends up in Boston, who's now a superstar. Oh, and by the way, they got a first round pick. Phoenix takes Josh Jackson at number four, who was a bust. Okay. And De'Aaron Fox is good. Sometimes he's very good, but he's not above that because he can't shoot. And everyone thought that would be just an amazing draft. And now you look back on it five years later and you're like, holy shit, look at all the mistakes that were made in the top five picks.
2: Poor Fultz couldn't – he had the yips galore, right? Yeah, that's right. He couldn't do it. And at Washington, everybody said, can't miss, man. Dude, can't miss. And I actually feel bad for the cycle. I mean, (laughs) unfortunately for him in Philly and then Ben Simmons who doesn't want – I mean. Good gracious, man! Those the the it, it, the, the non physical yeah. part of it, the psychological that's hit that that franchise. And you mentioned, um, and I will uh, not to brag or pat pat me on the back. My favorite player coming out that year, and I said it. I said I'm going to tell you right now because I love the way he could play away from the basket and slash. I love. I I said it on my show, Tatum. Now. I go back, I might've taken Fultz that, you know, if we did, did a do over. I was just, I'd seen Tatum the most. Right. And I, yeah, cause you're not watching Washington on the West coast or if you're an East coast, cause they're playing at midnight. Right. But I'd seen him, but I'd watch Tatum. I, I probably saw him grant that year, 25 times, but I just loved everything about him. And I didn't even think he was going to be, and then he came out as a rookie really good. I didn't know. He's he's even better than I than advertised because I think he's a really good player. But we miss on a lot of them too. That that that's the one where I say I love Jason Tatum, yeah. but we, we don't ever check receipts. But I'll check because there's been other guys I've loved that I'm like. But Lonzo, like you said, different team. Fultz, and now we got Tatum, yeah. who's got a chance to win the whole thing. But that is a, I, I had no idea about that stat. It is yeah. crazy. That's not very often you get all the, the Elijah ones and Jordans yeah. hanging around. Oh, and we it's like the quarterback. We always judge everybody by Mahomes, but there's more guys like me. Than there were the Mahomes, right? That are fighting yep. their ass off and don't make it, right?
1: Hey, can I get a copy of your morning show earlier this week, the morning after Evaldi gave up five home runs in the second inning? Could I could I come back and listen to that show ringer, by any chance? I'm
2: allowed to do that. See, Charles was, Charles could do that on TNT with the big F ball. My guy, right? Who the hell? It's the only guy in the world. Maybe not even just sports. And you know what? And we all love it say that's Chuck being Chuck. And we love it. I will tell you this, dude. Kiss my lily ass right now, right. okay? About Nathan Evaldi. Right. All right? You want me to come back and talk about Pavetta? What he did the next night? Two hitter, you on if complete game, one hundred twelve pitches last night. I can't say that too loud because Astros fans get pissed because I say <laughs> when the Astros lose. As long as it's to the Red Sox, you got to let me brag about the shit, right? Right. But hey, Grant, I'm turning because I, I get the extra innings package. You know how much I love this base. I'm I, I I'll probably watch one hundred and forty Sox games a year. Unless they're out of it in June, and right. you're Yankees to run away. so I don't Or, have or, or May. Yeah, but, but yeah, again, middle finger. I watch it, and I'm thinking, is it, did Evaldi just decide? And he doesn't like the – now, he's a Texas guy. He doesn't like him. But what happened? He doesn't hold him in the highest regard yeah. because he, he says they rub you the wrong way. Well, they rub that baseball the wrong way, too, because he's a really good pitcher. Great it pitcher. was batting practice, man. What I'm, I'm saying – and I kept – I go back. I said, am I watching highlights of this shit? Or is it a different dude? And uh, Siri hits the one three hundred and fifty some feet to the warning track. That almost went in the bullpen for a sixth home run. Right. I, I was. I, I doubt we'll see Evaldi do that again because you take away the three guys. He's too good. Lineup, He's too so exactly. good. Exactly. But everybody has one of those. Well, maybe not five home runs in an idiot, Where it's like, yeah. dude, hey. nothing was moving. I was. Yeah. Go ahead. You get the whole, whole year to brag about your Yankees, A whole year, and rip the socks. And enjoy it when's the last time you guys won a world series i'm just curious
1: been a while been a while how it?
2: oh how long can you give me like maybe with 07 somewhere around there or something like that maybe 2009 like, oh, i, I believe we'll say it again
1: i think it was 2009
2: nine okay give or take a year okay yeah. 2009 i know and then you go back to well sean have you seen all the rafters with all the <laughs> and you win this argument you win <laughs> but screw you and i and at, at the point in time i'm just like Maybe the, maybe the Astros can hit 14 home runs and we'll just have a really good night, and stay up till two in the morning. So I know when we suck. And that wasn't a good Evaldi performance. And I think he's a hell of a pitcher, but that's a humble pie right there, man. It was batting practice. You
1: know, it's, we always talk about those because Nathan Evaldi is a hell of a pitcher. I mean, yes, the guys the guys in a big game. Big balls, I, in, a big, in a yeah. big game, and I know this is a Yankees fan. In a big game, I don't want to see him on the mound because, pitch, pitch, you know what, the, the Yankees aren't going to win. Okay? Right.
2: Okay. He's got balls that hang down to his ankles. A That's right. Game. You ain't lying.
1: He, yeah. He's a big game pitcher. But we always talk about the athletes and pick on their really bad games. But we all had them. I'm sure you look back at your career, whether it was in USC or the NFL, where you still have like, shit, I wish I could go back and play that game over again. That probably still bugs the shit out of you, even at this point in your life.
2: Cringe. I don't remember many of the good ones. And I had the good ones. You think, oh, you were NFL Player of the Week, which I was. But it's like, people bring that up. And it's like, yeah, 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 fine. Just like we always say, you never enjoy the wins as much as you cringe and, or, and suffer the losses. Do I think about it? Here's the problem, though. I had more than one of those. So, so yeah, volley, they only have one a year where it's like that. I, I had one of those, but the one that sticks out in my NFL and it was Grant, you do have those where if the guy's standing eight feet in front of you, you'd miss him by four feet, right? That feeling right. with the, the yeah. yanking boss, like I'm not, and you're not, not even when you're uptight, you're just free flowing. It's like, what the hell is going on here? It's like, you like a golfer. You're like, Oh, I'm going on the range. All of a sudden you're hitting balls into the ground. You're like, I, I, I shot 75 yesterday. I can't get it off the tee. Dan Patrick and I did that. We were playing in Vegas, and we're out at golf. And you know, we went out and had a little bit of fun, laughs the night before, had a beer or two. We go out on the driving range. I'm telling you, we are sitting side by side. And 30 swings in on the range, we're both standing. I, you'd have thought i never played. And I'm not a scratch golfer. I'm an okay player. But good enough for oh, now on the range. I'm a practice range All-American, dude. You'd think I was on the tour, moving balls the way I want, first tee box. Snap hook, you know, that shit. miss four putting on the first green. But I'm literally thinking there, I, said, I, I can't do this. I could not, couldn't on a tee hitting warm burners. And I'm thinking, and Dan's doing it too. And Dan's a better player than I am. We're like looking at each other, like, is this the time when you get those yips where you like put the clubs away for a year? That's what I was thinking. Now, Dan went out and we played better on the course. Normally it's opposite for me, but I'm playing against Seattle uh, it, um, in Seattle. And it didn't matter where I threw it, dude. It went to the other dude. Interception, one second one to the whole game, and we're throwing because we're behind because I'm throwing an interception, third one, and then they decide to rub it in and take the third or fourth one, 70 yards for whatever it was for an interception for a touchdown, and you walk off there and say, I didn't do anything different. I knew exactly what they were doing, but I couldn't throw it to my guy. I threw it to them for four picks. Yeah, yeah, you remember him. I go all the way back to high school. When I, when I, Me in the center, and I'll take blame because I'm the quarterback. It's my job, but we're going down to win a game against a rival, and we muffed the center snap like it's a three-yard line. Laid on the ground, they recover and we lose. And that's still, I, I, it's still to this day, it was against either Mount Carmel, which is Billy Beans High School, or Poway, which is their rival. But I laid the ball on the ground and I think it was Poway and, and hit my hand, it dropped. I couldn't recover it, kicked around. Somebody else recovered. Lost the game inside the five yard line. And I can remember everything about that game. And I can't remember when I threw four touchdowns against our rival in high school. It just, they stick out. And of all you remember, but the key is you got to flush it. And then you can relive it 20 years after you're done. Like, I'm still yep. reliving the regrets. But he'll get over it because he's a better player than I was. But, yeah, yep. I don't know a guy that hasn't had one of those where it's like, do I? Do you think, man, you know what? Give me the right hander. I'm done. I got nothing left for you. And that happens to all of them. man.
1: I'll tell you, I remember 1979 playing lacrosse at Bowling Green, and we were at Denison. And I had rolled my ankle pretty badly two days before. And I had been going to the training room doing the ice – the hot bath, you know, that, which, you know, you've done that. It's that's the most painful freaking thing in the world. Sucks. But anyway, we get to Denison and I shouldn't be playing. I really shouldn't. And my coaches put me on play attack. So my coaches put me out there in certain situations, but then when he had the sub for me, I would have to run all the way off the field, which was the hardest thing to do. As a matter of fact, at halftime, I didn't even go into the locker room. I stayed out on the bench. So anyway, I had two goals and the game is tied with two minutes left. And We're coming down on a fast break. I see the midi, and I get my position, and he makes me a perfect pass, and I one-time it. I catch it, boom, and I swear the goalie makes, in all my years of playing lacrosse from when I was eight years old until I stopped playing when I was 50 in club lacrosse, the goalie takes his stick and goes like that. The ball was heading right towards the corner of the goal, and I swear it hits the very butt end of the stick, okay? And it was not a goal, and we end up we end up losing by one goal. If I score that goal, we probably win the game. But, but that shit, I, that that one shot of all of the games I've ever played, I cannot get out of my mind because had I just caught the ball, look, I didn't even look at the goal. I just caught it, and one time, that if I had just caught it, Half a cradle. I could have, the goal, I would have had the goalie at my mercy. Right. Could have right. bounced it, could have gone off stick. But the fact, and I can't get that image out of my mind. You know what I'm talking about. You're I talking swear to God, I think about years. it all the time. That was 1979, actually 1979.
2: And you remember the two goals far less than yes. you the the, the, the yes. miss. That he, and it was a good save. But you're thinking, yes. man, I got him in the, by the balls if I just yes. don't go one timer top shelf that he gets lucky on and does it. So I like it. Short stick guys scored goals. I like it, my man. I love lacrosse. Dude, I had
1: eight goals in a game in high school once, if you can believe that. I had eight goals against Herrick's good. High School on Long Island. And then uh, my freshman year, not to brag, You're my freshman North
2: year. for all, well, all that great lacrosse has played, man.
1: My freshman year at Ohio State. I'll never forget this. We're playing at the Horseshoe after the Ohio State Buckeyes spring game. Okay? So I walk out of the locker room. The spring game had ended, obviously. And I walk... Into the end zone to walk onto the field, and who is standing there in their number ten Buckeye jersey? But Arch Schleister, with all these little kids around him, signing their autograph, signing his autograph. And of course, we know what our horror story Arch Schleister—you know—ended up being with gambling he bet and everything. On
2: that after game, he- by the way, he bet on the lacrosse game. I'm kidding. I, mean, yeah. I said he bet on the lacrosse game, but I'm kidding because I love Arch. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, just because so- Art went through some really tough times, man. So I, yeah, I, I, I meant that as a joke. I did. No, I and know. It was a good one. Good time. I scored,
1: I scored five goals that day as a freshman. We get into the locker room after the game, after beating Ohio State. Somebody had broke into the locker room and stolen all of our valuables. I had a watch that my dad gave me for my high school graduation that was stolen. So I get back to the Bowling Green campus, and I write a handwritten letter to the athletic director at Ohio State, whose name was Hugh Hinman. And I write, Mr. Hinman, I'm a freshman on the Bowling Green lacrosse team. Just want to let you know, blah, blah, blah. I think you really need to have a better, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, I was, I was not rude. I was not a dick. Never got a reply from anyone at the Ohio State Athletic Department. Not, didn't even get a reply. Not even like a formal, hey, thank you very sorry, much. We're I'm really sorry. sorry. Not, didn't even get a response. How about that for you?
2: Yeah, well, that sucks. And I'll, I'll bet you and, and we joke about the Schleister thing because Art was a great player. Oh,
0: oh he and, was great. He
2: was He was the – well – he had college football by the short hairs. He did. He was so yes, good. Yes, he did. And I'll bet you. And you knew who he was. I'll bet you. Sure. I'll bet you. You're thinking, well, I, Arch is "I'm gonna raise my game." You know, just being there, honestly. Right. It you, pumped me up. It pumped me yes, up. That's my because point. you know what?
1: I knew when I walked on. I was literally, Sean. I'm 19 years old, and I'm walking by the most famous person that I, I mean. Let's face it, in Arch Archleyster was like a household name in in yes. football.
2: Yes, he was. And I, I mean, he was. I mean, Ohio State. He was beloved, man. Archley yeah. and So you know what's crazy about that grant is that you those day de- the the memories of things that didn't go the way you want them to. I love yeah. the fact you're up there, Johns Hopkins, Long Island, yeah. where yeah. lacrosse. I, lacrosse. My son uh, was a great baseball player, my my middle boy, and it was a left-handed hitting, slick fielding shortstop, but it hit left, and he was really good, and a kind of guy that if he stayed at it was good enough to. Probably go on and play at least you know when you're looking at a yeah. freshman right, but baseball started to bore him. Now he loves baseball, but it bored him to play. And all of a sudden, a couple of his buddies are on lacrosse. Said, "Dad, I want to try this." So, and he's aggressive and physical, and became a long stick defenseman and was all league and had a, and, and loved That's it. want to play, but I'm like, "Oh man, you're gonna give up baseball?" And then I go to watch lacrosse because I didn't know all the rules.
1: Right? Yeah, it's a great game. How
2: fast, and but I'm going to tell you something. I I didn't miss a game. It didn't matter. Matter yeah. of fact, they went to Vale, Colorado. I said, "Hop in, brother. We're driving and staying a week." And went to a tournament there. I wasn't missing yeah. shit yeah. because it's a great sport. So I, I love hey. that. But you do, Grant. You're right. You, you for you, you remember. You, and it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. But you all, and it, when it's all said and done, unfortunately, you can't flush those out. Or at least I no. can't. Still to this day, it still bothers me to this day.
1: One of the, and I'll I'll wrap up the show this way. One of my and I great one memories. Question
2: for you when you're done.
1: One of my great memories. We played at Notre Dame in their football stadium. And we dressed in the locker room that you dressed in at USC. And I just was visualizing what it would be like on a Saturday that you experienced. And I think the best college football rivalry that there is and the games that you had going down the stairs, walking out into the tunnel. And, I, you know, again, the stadium's empty. We're playing lacrosse. Nobody's there. There's 100 people, 100 people. But I was visualizing as I'm coming out of that tunnel what that must be like. For a visitor like yourself, I talk to Mike Lamb about this all the time, our good buddy. And no, and Mike was talking about, you know, the fans at Notre Dame are right on your ass on the bench. They're right there. There's no separation, really. Yes. Yeah. He was talking to me about the shit that they would be saying to you guys. But so, but again, that was one of my great thrills just to be in the stadium and just to be in that locker room and just to, again, you know, it's lacrosse, you know? Play
2: like a champion, the whole thing. Listen, man. And I took a recruiting visit there, so I got an idea and I, Listen, it was the of all the recruiting visits, and I grew up a Trojan fan, but it was and I loved Notre Dame football because it was on our TV every friggin' week growing up. Right? Is the first time you walk on that now. The Coliseum's historic. Walking down that tunnel at the Coliseum, something else. Two two old school stadiums for one big, the other one really cozy. And I'm gonna tell you now that and this is no disrespect to my alma mater, but the chills that you get walking on a Notre Dame's field for the first time. Can't even imagine. time thereafter. It's as good as the being at home in the Coliseum when Notre Dame came to us. That is the best. And they both come out and stare at each other and walk down. A t- it is That was the most moving for me. The most moving grass. They're on top yep. of you. Touchdown Jesus. The Golden yep. Dome. The day before going to the book sports store after walkthrough. It there is an eerie is not the right word. There is a well you feel every ounce of history if you love it, college. And then we were blessed one time that John McKay came in, and I, I don't know if I ever told you this. McKay came in. We didn't know John Ted Ted Tollner brought him in as guest speaker. So he stands up there and he said, no matter, and I paraphrase, but most of it's spot on. He said, no matter where you play, no matter what game you play in in your career, Rose Bowl rival NFL, you will never remember a game more than right here. How about that? We're, we're in a locker room at Notre Dame and you're like, wow, this is John McKay. This is coach. Wow. McKay, Right. And I could, the day before that game, one of my best friends on the team, we got in a fight of a damn, a fist fight it came to blows. Nobody hit up that blow, but trying to wrestle to the ground because the intensity and the feeling of we're in South bend right. hit us both. To this day, we still laugh about it. He was a defensive, strong safety, and I'm a quarterback. And we just, you know, for what, I don't even know why. Oh, get out, I'm trying to shower you. And it came to a head, the, the pressure, right? The it day. wasn't Coette, was it? No, 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 no. It wasn't great. No, it was Troy West, Okay, who I love to this day. Now, Troy was a, a stud and a, and a knock your dick in the dirt, strong safety, right? right. At that point in time, you lose your mind. You're ready to fight anybody, right? And we go, and we still laugh. About like, well, i like, I don't even know why we were fighting, but I do know why. You may have rubbed shoulders on your weight and because of the intensity of well, this shit, right? And, and Troy, we laugh, and he was a great teammate. That's a great story. I love him. But it was – Oh, it's it amazing. Intense, but that is the best – and I'm sure, I, I, I mean, no matter who you play, but we played UCLA all every year, and it's a great rivalry, and the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum, walking down onto on Notre Dame's field. that it, Well, it's the most historic program in any college yeah. sport. Now I know that there's hockey in the frozen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Notre no, come on. Dame's most historic.
1: No. Notre most Dame historic football. Come on.
2: Football program number one and sports program period number one. And if you hate Notre Dame, you need to go watch a game there. Absolutely. It's and I don't. It's hate a bucket Notre list. Dame. It is, and it was. Yep. It was friggin' so, phenomenal, and Mike Lamb's right, and they are right on you, brother. Yeah. It no, he's period. right. That's and at the back of the end zone, there's people. I mean, yeah. Just. It's it's, you're, it's like a golfer hitting a shot with a guy leaning into his driver right you got to hit it straight or you kill the say and they are on you right, my question for you is you asked me it you have just as much vested interest as I do what would you do if you were the commissioner of NC2a football how are you fixing name image and likeness or would you
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary BGW, Void report prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i would um
1: I- i'll tell you why i would I-, I see this being a major problem for college sports we're still in the infancy of name image and likeness and i see all the problems that this is going to cause I don't have an answer to your question because I haven't really thought about what I would do, but I would, but I would, I would do something. I would, I think we're on a very dangerous path for the future of, we'll just keep it to college football for right now. I I don't like where we're heading with this. So I think there needs to be some revisions. There needs to be some tightening of some of the things. And you, you, you hit on a couple of them, whether it's salary cap or whatever, but I don't like, where this is heading. I think this is not going to be good going down the road if they don't make some major adjustments.
2: Grant, what if the freshman, like the highest recruited quarterback in the country, is getting recruited and name is it? Because, you know, you're making decisions based on not where you want to go, but uh, not all of them, but how, who's offering you the best name engine, that, that, that Those decisions will be made. And all, The more the money grows, the more the people yeah. are going to make decisions based on, like a pro does when he leaves free agency, I'm going where the most money is. I'll play good football anywhere, Right. That'll come into play, but what, sure. happens if, what happens if it is high school, there's a sophomore running back there, and he's a, and, and you look at the team and say, well, not only do you got to recruit him or a right tackle or a left tackle, that you want to come to the same school? I'm name, image, and likeness. I'm coming to your school, but here's the deal. That 16-year-old sophomore at my high school in, in Texas, I want you to give him 250 grand right now. Because his family, his family, and he's the, he's the best left tackle in high school football. He's yep. a five star recruit at 16, but you want to sew him up, and the player says, I'm not coming here unless you, you bring my buddy who's oh, been boy. my childhood best friend. Oh, and boy. I, you just gave him at 16, and, I, and that name in his car dealership, I'd also like you to get him his new car at 16. Now, it's great for the kid, but is it great for football?
1: No. And don't no, think it's not,
2: not going to happen. Do, yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? You're the best yeah. high school player in the country as a sophomore, aren't you? Looking around, saying, "What you got?" I mean, why? Especially if you come from yeah. a fan. I come from a hell. I would have loved. To yeah, I, to I don't know if
1: it's good for the kid. You said it's good for the kid. I, I'm not yeah, even sold on that.
2: yeah, yeah, energy. I understand. But you
1: know, you you also we know, we know the. The, the, the other problems that this is going to cause for some young people that don't have the discipline, don't have the leadership around them. You know, this this whole thing could be an absolute mess. But, hey, here's the deal. I got to get going because I got to do another okay. show in five minutes. But okay. I love this show today. This was great stuff, man. This was man, awesome.
2: You're, you're awesome. And I appreciate you. And I got, do I say go Yankees because of red, you want me to say that before we leave? No,
1: no I wouldn't make you do that. But thank you. I have it now. It's recorded. The "Go Yankees" part I'm going to edit, and I'm going to put out there for everybody to hear. Sean Salisbury say "Go Yankees." So I appreciate that.
2: It was, and you know what? It was a joke. But hey, run with that. There you go.
1: (laughs) You're the best, buddy.
2: I love you, man. Thank you. Love you too. Thanks, man. Oh my
1: god.